If you're going to be a real estate investor, your word literally is your bond here, right? So you go to the private seller. Step one is, I guarantee I'm going to pay this return. We're not going to leave it at your word doing the job. I'm going to tell you how we're going to protect the seller's interest, but it's so important to understand that if you're not an honest person, this isn't going to work anyway, okay? So out of the gate, you're telling them, hey, I'm going to give you a 12% return on this $40,000 investment, basically 400 bucks a month you're going to get in income off of this investment, okay? How do we secure it? Well, when the hard money lender gets the property, they fund the deal for the $80,000, they're going to get a first mortgage, a first lien position note on that property for $80,000, right? They're in first lien position. The second lien holder, in this case, your private lender, be it a family member, somebody who's already versed in real estate investing, whatever, they're going to get a second lien position note for $40,000. Okay. Right? Both of these deeds of trust and promissory notes are filed at the county level, and this may vary a little bit in your, your jurisdiction, but here in Colorado, we file it with the county assessor to secure the property. So obviously, if things go well, when the property is sold, you've got the $20,000 out, you hire your contractors, you do all the work that needs to get done, you put the property back on the market, you make $150,000 on it, you pay back the first lien holder, the hard money lender, and the second lien holder, and then you'll have other costs, agent commission, yada, 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 right? And you're left with a nice, tidy profit of somewhere between 15 and 20 grand, depending on how long this whole process takes for you. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, hello, Donnie hello, Cora. Hello, and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. This is your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Recording live from our downtown Denver studios with our executive producer, main man, and general badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. So, uh, what's going on, Jay? Hmm, What is going on with me? So much. Uh, You know. Life of a producer, really. Man, just just staying on top of it, man. You know, I've uh, got a... I've been kind of going on a like a nice little dating run here lately, meeting some nice people, meeting some people that I had to go ahead and cut out of my contacts list. But um, you know, man, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing, man. There's, there's nothing new. Just out here getting it. <laughs> Sorry, we're having too much fun with the sound effects. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I get it, man. It's like there's so much going on. It's it's tough to kind of keep track of all of it at the same time. Let me ask you this. I mean, obviously. You're sort of a millennial, right? Okay. okay. Um, lot. I mean, in the real estate investing space, like what what's what's hot in the millennial segment? Like what what are you seeing in your generation of real estate investing right now? Hmm. In my generation, I'm seeing a lot of uh, virtual wholesaling. That's kind of the big thing now. Yeah, I've seen um, a lot of that. Um, uh, one of our previous guests, Derek Medina, I was kind of going back and listening to his episode, and he was talking about how he's. I'm expanding into my home state, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, so I've seen a lot of that. I um, was just reading an article uh, that's talking about how, a uh, little bit younger than us, uh, so Gen Z, uh, but how they would be expecting tech, you know, 
know, taken uh, in their households. So, okay. you know, smart homes and different things like that. Obviously, you know, the article attributed that to, you know, people that are a little bit younger than me. Uh, but I feel like, uh, you know, millennials and people my age and, you know, even, you know, the savvy people that might be just outside of that age range kind of, you know, spurred that uh, need for the smart technology and yes. just, um, you know, just a lot of, um, you know, additional features that you, you know, might not think of, but once you get them, you're like, man, how could I live without this? So absolutely, uh, those are two of the main ones that I'm seeing so far. I love that. Well, who is hot right now? Like, if you think of big names besides yours truly, obviously, duh. But besides <laughs> me, like in the real estate mentorship space, what names come to mind to you that people should be checking out other than the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast? Well, uh, who who are what? you following? I was there? actually watching a Brent Daniels video earlier today. Okay, um, he was just talking about some information on. Basically, kind of what we did in our previous episode of how to make the most of your wholesale business and, you know, kind of you know, stay consistent with that and bring forth a good effort on that. So, Brent Daniels and TTP. Um, you've got the guys over uh, Jamil with uh, Key Gleek. I can't, I, I can't re- exactly remember how he pronounced his company, but he's affiliated with Brent Daniels. So, those okay. two guys kind of run together down in Arizona. And then, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard of him, Max Maxwell. Of course. Um, big dog right now. Um, I follow him on Instagram, and he is actually building a huge manor right now with lots of tech advancements and yeah. worrying about and buying a new plane and going to South Africa and doing all sorts of great stuff. So, Damn, Max is like that? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, there's a few people out here that are doing it pretty big and, you know, kind of an inspiration to me, but it's always good to be able to sit right next to one and, you know, glean some good information when we do these episodes. Hey, well, thanks for saying that, but, you know, I can be on Max Maxwell's jock for a little bit. Yo, Max, if you're listening to the show, <laughs> like, hit me up, man. I would love to have you on the show. It would be an absolute honor because I have, I watched a lot of Max's stuff too, and I think it's just incredible. Great, great content, uh, gr- just a lot of powerful stuff for people getting started in the real estate investing space, so I'm glad you brought that up. The reason I wanted to talk about that is um, because I wanted to go over the title of the show and the reason you're listening today, I'm sure, is you were drawn in by the zero down real estate investing title. It was That was designed Ooh. to be listen bait. It got you in here. Because let's face it, everybody wants to get into real estate investing. And most people, myself included, when you're first getting started, don't have a ton of capital to do so, Right. So what I wanted to do, we usually do an article at this point. We talk about a news article, something going on. But today we're going to do something a little bit different because I want to take you back a little bit to when I was just a kid. And, um, you know, there's something about, I don't know if it's Jamaicans or what it is, but we're not, we're not big on sleeping. Like mm, it, we're okay. just kind of late night people, right? Okay. So from my very early stages with my grandma, my great grandma, actually, Grandma Ivy, um, we would be up till late hours of night to this day. Like I, I generally am up to 1130 or midnight, just normally. And sometimes I'll work till two, three o'clock in the morning. Cause my brain just kind of functions better at night. Well, when I was young, you know, watching, you know, it was, a, it was an honor, right? It was a big thing to be able to stay up late and chat with the grandma, et cetera. But one thing that always stood out to me was on the, remember when stuff got real late on TV, yeah. they start putting on the paid programming. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, one thing that came on, I used to watch, I used to watch for it. I knew what channel it was going to be on was Carlton sheets, no money down real estate program. So how old were you when you were watching this stuff? God, I have to be at this point, 10, maybe 12. So what's a 10 year and 12 year old doing? Seriously. Keeping an eye out for a real estate guy. But I, I loved the show because he was always standing in front of like a fancy car and he would uh, show his boat and he was like, and I'm like, Oh man, this guy, 
You know, little did I know that I was going to grow up to become a real estate investor, but I distinctly remember watching that show on late night TV, like of all the infomercials, they had the knives, you know, the, the cutlery sets that could cut right, through a tin right. can and whatnot. Ms. And then Cleo, they can't forget about her. Can't forget Miss Cleo, the 1-900 numbers. And then right after the, uh, the knives thing, the Carlton Sheets thing would come on like every time. Right. And, and I bring that up because just a quick somber moment, uh, Mr. Sheets, who ultimately changed my life, you know, though we didn't know back then, he died in January. So I posted a, a, a obituary, just kind of a tribute out to him. You know, if you if you're old enough to remember Carlton Sheets and No Money Down, you, you know that it actually it created a whole market for both learning how to do real estate right? From an investor standpoint, he was the first real educational series on that. And then transitioning that into a coaching program, both of which I do right now, you know? So for me, it's just an honor, just a great honor to be able to mention him on my show, had an incredible effect. Now, obviously, if you were around that era, a lot of people question his legitimacy, you know, and that, that sort of comes with the territory and being a real estate guru of any kind, right? right. Uh, what you, you That can't be done. That's illegal. You're not actually buying houses with nothing down. And, of course, we're going to get to how I actually do that each and every single day in my business. But it's important to note that despite the naysayers back in the 80s and 90s when, when Carlton Sheets was doing his thing, he continued to educate and create people who are now multi-millionaires. Like their families are set for life off the no money down real estate program. So where were all the naysayers? Where are all the haters coming from? Well, a lot of people watching late night TV, like I was at 10, 12 years old, right? Bought the course, didn't do anything with it, right? Then proceeded to tell their friends and family and everybody else, oh, that Carlton Sheets thing doesn't work, right? Interestingly enough, that still happens today. It does. It does. It is fascinating how much data is out there where people will either invest money or time or both, then not follow the teachings of the people they're supposed to follow, and then go out to the world and say, your stuff just doesn't work. Okay? And I am... Honestly, I face it all the time. What you have to do in my position after 15 years of being a real estate investor, you got to shut out the haters. You got to shut them out. Easy enough for me. You don't believe in what I'm saying, then that doesn't scare me anymore. (laughs) Okay. Right? I I thought you were going to do something else to him with that scary music. Right? (laughs) Like the, the fear that you have to overcome it, right? Because it's very scary to get what you're out there. But today, I'm happy to say that courtesy of some of the teachings I picked up as far back as Carlton Sheets, and then the actual coach that I hired as a professional years later, who is still my mentor and good friend, right? The, today, I'm where I'm at because of the coaching products and the education that I took the time to invest in and then actually did something with. All right, so just quick kudos to Carlton Sheets. Uh, he, uh, he died in January of 2020, but I, I, just, I found that out relatively recently. I had no idea, so we just found that out. Posted his obituary up there, and a lot of people, a lot of outpouring of people who used his stuff and were very successful about uh, around it. And then there was a bunch of naysayers, you know, who said his stuff didn't work and he was full of crap, you know? So you're going to have that. And in the end, to be honest with you, if people are talking about you, if the legacy that you leave allows your name to be mentioned... Right. That was a win. Got a lot of comments on that post that's, you know, celebrating your life. I think you're doing something right, man. Well, I appreciate that, you know, because I, I, that's really what I want to be. I want to celebrate life, you know. So I want to celebrate Carlton Sheets' life, you know, just thank you, Mr. Sheets, uh, you know. 
posthumously. Thanks for all that you did. I think a lot of people's lives were impacted positively by what you did, and it's just a, a great honor uh, to be part of this industry now, part of the coaching industry and the ed- real estate education industry that I just know and love. All right, so with that, let's get to it, because you tuned in for the meat and potatoes, and I promise not to disappoint. Carlton would be extremely disappointed if I didn't teach you how I do, in fact, buy real estate, no money down, all of the time. Okay, But let's start with how Carlton Sheets did it. His process of no money down real estate, I'm going to kind of give away the farm here, and I'll tell you, if you can find a retro copy of the No Money Down Real Estate Program from Carlton Sheets. You can go on eBay. I think you can find copies of it on Amazon. I still highly suggest it. Like I still highly suggest you, you read his stuff. It's a little remediary now because the market has changed a bit, but the basics are very sound. The essence of what Carlton taught was no money down real estate through subject to investing. Right, And the way subject to investing works, we've done a full show on subject to, so I'm not going to go into detail. I'm going to tell you how I do it today. I do a decent amount of subject to, but most of my bread and butter business is, is a blend product, and I'm going to talk about that in a bit. But let's go through subject to just real quick. You basically get a seller who's motivated. Let's start there. A motivated seller is the very essence of everything that is real estate investing, whether you are a wholesaler Okay, whether you are a fix and flipper, the lifeblood of your business is motivated sellers. Why? Because there are sellers everywhere. Right. You can walk down the street and find people who want to sell their house. But in order for you to work at a deal in the creative real estate finance way that Carlton Sheets teaches and what I teach as well, you have to find a motivated seller. So you approach this motivated seller. Okay? And we could have a whole show about how you know a seller is motivated. We'll do that another time. Suffice it to say, you know this is a motivated seller, and they want to sell the property. Well, Carlton's method allowed you to get the property deeded over to you, so you could take over payments on that property, and ultimately you were on title, and the lien stayed in place of the lien holder. You're going to hear a bunch of people going, you can't do that, it's illegal, the lender will call the loan due. I've been doing it for a decade, so it really doesn't matter to me what y'all think about that, and it certainly doesn't matter to Mr. Sheets, because he's not with us anymore anyway, and his stuff works, I'm living proof of it. Right? You need the right paperwork to get a subject to deal done. You got to deed it over. If you're really being official about it, not required, but I close subject to deals at a title company, just like any other deal out there. I take over the payments on it. And then the most important part is you got to make the damn payments, right? Because where subject to went wrong for a lot of investors, they took a bunch of payments over, the market kind of collapsed, and they could not make the payments on it so the people lost out. That did create some states where subject to was never rendered fully illegal, but it got problematic in certain states because of bad apples spoiling the bunch, okay? So let's Carlton Sheets the basics of it. Obviously, he's got a full course of it. He can go into great deal and all of that. Let's talk about how I do that today. First of all, a little bit of background, okay? My wife owns and operates a company called Diamant Enterprises. It's a fix and flip organization largely based out of Colorado Springs because that's where I grew up. We know the market down there very well. This year here in 2020, we were targeting 50 flips. This year, we fell a little bit short. Corona had some other ideas. We were down for about 90 days, not making excuses, just saying what happened. We should end up right about 40 units here in 2020. Okay, So still an incredible year by most people's standards to do 40 flips in one year. In I would say 98% of those properties, our capital was not involved in the purchase of that house in any way, shape, or form. Okay, These were all fundamentally zero-down deals. So how do we do it?
Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about Rent Reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. Well, it's actually simpler than it sounds. When you go to a hard money or private lender, okay, the hard money lender wants one thing that a lot of people can't provide, which is skin in the game, meaning they would love to sell you the house and give you a mortgage on it at rates that in most hard money is rondering right around 9 to 12% right now, okay? So it is stupid expensive compared to what prevailing rates are. So why do we do it? Because it's easy. The benefit of a hard money relationship, if you've got a good lender and if you don't have one, I happen to be a private money broker as well. Join the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. Part of the coaching product walks you through funding your deals the same way that I do. Okay, So I connect you with a hard money lender and what we call first position. Okay, So let's use a simple number. You're buying a house just because it's easier, not because it's feasible in most markets, but you're buying a house for 100 grand. Okay, So you go to the private money lender. The house is worth, now this is important, if you're buying it for 100, can it be worth 100 grand, Jay? What do you think? If I'm buying a house worth 100 grand for 100 grand, is that a deal? That is not a deal. That, that is, is not a retail a, purchase. That is a retail purchase, and we don't do retail purchases on this show. Not at all. At all, because we buy deals here, okay? So if you're buying it for hundred grand, it should be worth at least 130 or 140 and preferably 150 to 160 okay? That's the goal because you're buying deals. We're not going to go into details on that right at the moment, but if you're trying to figure out what it's worth, you need to get the dealhunter.io app. That'll walk you through the valuation model to figure out what the retail price of that property is. That's a show for an entirely different time. Going back to buying the house for hundred grand, the lender jelly wants to see you bringing money to the table. And even though they're hard money, they still would prefer, especially if you're new, you showing up with at least 15%, and in most cases, 20% down. Oh, wow. Right? So you now need, on that hundred grand, probably $20,000, right? And that's what stops most people short, right? If, if you're just sitting on a whole bunch of cash, that's no big deal. But if you're just getting started, you don't have that cash right now, and that's okay, right? You secure the loan with the hard money lender at $80,000, and then this is where it becomes zero down. You need 20% down. So you need 20 grand. But wait, if you just get the 20% down, how are you going to fix it? Like we just established that you don't have any money, right? Okay. So there's going to be a rehab budget of some kind. For the sake of numbers here, we don't know because it's a fictional property. But let's say the rehab is $20,000 that you have to put into this property to get it fixed up. What are you doing for that 20 grand? You're painting it. You're carpeting it. You're putting in new cabinets. You might be buying new appliances, 
right? You're installing tile in the showers, whatever. It, the total is going to be right around $20,000, okay? So you go to a private lender in this case. And this is an important thing because private lending is based largely on the relationship. So this is generally somebody that you know. Okay, your, your aunt, your uncle, somebody in the family with money, um, you know, somebody who's got money in an IRA that you're, you're well aware of. Most of my private lending relationships, and at this point, we're managing somewhere in the neighborhood a 2 to $3 million in private capital, okay, for various people that I've met along the years who were clients or friends or a mixture of both because I prefer to work with people that I like. right? And I go to those individuals and I say, hey, I'm buying this house for 100000 and, I'm, and it's going to take $20,000 to fix it up. I need to borrow from you a grand total of $40,000 now, right? $20,000 for the down payment and $20,000 for the rehab. Why do they give me $40,000? Because I offer them exorbitantly high interest rates on the money, right? Generally, my private lenders, especially if they're going in second position, lend me the money somewhere as low as 8% and it's up to like 12%. Okay, but that is substantially better than most people are generally making with the money elsewhere. Some of my private lenders before I met them literally had several hundred thousands of dollars sitting in a savings account making what? 0.1, a year, that's, right? That's not the best use of that money right there. Not the best use of capital, right? So I took that money, I converted it to making 10% annual return a year. So what protects the seller from me just not running off with the money? Well, number one, and the primary thing, and I want this really to hit home, is the relationship, okay? These are people I've known for years. The expectation is they take care of me, I take care of them. If you have a heart to take from people or steal, this is not the right industry for you anyway, okay? And we would all greatly appreciate if you would get out and go do something more scandalous. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're going to be a real estate investor, your word literally is your bond here, right? So you go to the private seller. Step one is, I guarantee I'm going to pay this return. We're not going to leave it at your word doing the job. I'm going to tell you how we're going to protect the seller's interest, but it's so important to understand that if you're not an honest person, this isn't going to work anyway, okay? So out of the gate, you're telling them, hey, I'm going to give you a 12% return on this $40,000 investment. Basically, 400 bucks a month you're going to get in income off of this investment. Okay? How do we secure it? Well, when the hard money lender gets the property, they fund the deal for the $80,000, they're going to get a first mortgage, a first lien position note on that property for $80,000 right? Okay. They're in first lien position. The second lien holder, in this case, your private lender, be it a family member, somebody who's already versed in real estate investing, whatever, they're going to get a second lien position note for $40,000. Okay. Right? Both of these deeds of trust and promissory notes are filed at the county level, and this may vary a little bit in your, your jurisdiction, but here in Colorado, we file it with the county assessor to secure the property. So obviously, if things go well, when the property is sold, you've got the $20,000 out, you hire your contractors, you do all the work that needs to get done, you put the property back in the market, you make $150,000 on it, you pay back the first lien holder, the hard money lender, and the second lien holder, and then you'll have other costs, agent commission, yada, 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 right? And you're left with a nice tidy profit of somewhere between 15 and 20 grand, depending on how long this whole process takes for you. 
Okay, that's assuming things go well. But in the real estate space and in business in general, you have to plan for what happens if things go wrong. Okay, because that's where people kind of fall apart because there's no, everybody's assuming this is going to be like the flipping shows, right? It's going to be so easy. Very rarely the case, lots of stuff goes wrong. So to protect the interest of that private lender, in the event it goes wrong, they now have the right to purchase the property by paying off the first lien position of $80,000. So they gave you $40,000, right? They now purchased the other $80,000 by paying off that first lien, and now they own the property. And you can't dispute that if you're in a foreclosure proceeding, meaning if you're behind on payments, you're not fulfilling the terms of the loan, you can't stop them. Okay, that's important because when I'm explaining this to my private lender, I say, I've literally never had this happen, but in the event something goes wrong, you will simply need to pay off the first lien position, either by getting a loan from the bank or coming up with your own cash, wherever you're going to do it. But the good news is by then I fix it up. It's a nice property. It's a cool place to live. And your total investment is going to be 120 grand against a property that's now worth 150 grand. Right, So there's really no risk for the private lender as long as they are in second lien position and have the capital to pay off the first lien position, which should be very easy to get a loan for because now you got a fixed up house worth $150 that you need to get a loan for $80,000 on. Right, So it protects their interest because they're in that lien holder position. And that is how, like I said, 90, 95% of my deals are structured just that way. I buy them for a purchase price. I get a down payment for the private lender plus the rehab money. I put them in second lien position. Right, They get an interest rate on that. And they're so happy because all this money is invested at really high interest rates. And I don't mind it because it allows me to do more deals. As we talk today, we currently have six deals currently in various stages of the rehab process. Okay, Most people are struggling to get their first deal done. We generally have four to eight of them going on at any given moment. Okay, But it is those private lender relationships that makes all of this possible. So if you ever forget to pay your private lender or don't do your part, you're going to find yourself without the capital to do this. But if you have those relationships or you're working on developing those relationships, then you can put yourself in a position where you never need to put a dime of your own money into a deal to make money, right? My mentor said it best. He said, if you can make money in real estate without money, you will always be able to make money. Whereas if you need capital... If you're putting your own capital into deals, what happens when your capital runs out? Uh, you can't buy any more deals. That's right. So I never run out of capital, right? And as a result of that, deals find me all the time. And I can do a lot of deals because I've, I've built those relationships over the years. And I'm telling you, this is not going to happen overnight. You should be thankful if you can get one deal done in this structure right now. But go out there. Give me a call. I can get you hooked up with the, the hard money side of it because I'm a private money, hard money broker, right? The other half of it generally has to be somebody who's okay with being in second position on that deal, you know? And that's generally going to be somebody who believes in you. You know, here's the thing. If you're generally in life a schmuck, I mean, like you, you have trouble keeping down a job and et cetera. There's no point to going to Uncle Jim who's watched you be a schmuck for your entire existence going, hey, man, I was thinking about, like, Donnie got me all amped up. Like, I'm thinking about doing some real estate investing, you know? Yeah, I've seen you be a schmuck for 27 years. Right. So I'm pretty sure I'm not giving that. you anything. Right? <laughs>
So if you're generally a smug, you're going to have trouble with this. On the flip side of that, if you're holding down a job, you're generally a responsible person, maybe you've got your own lines of credit. Maybe you can pull dollars $50,000 on a HELOC on your property. If you're going to do that kind of thing, you should do so carefully, okay? Because you can lose your home. I'm not trying to sugarcoat that. But I fully believe that equity is not the same as cash. And when I do a deal with the equity in one of my properties, I don't think of that as my money. It's still the bank's money. I'm just securing it by the house, right? So however you got to get the deal done, you want to try to get the deal done. But this is how I'm going to do 40 fix and flip deals here in 2020 is using a structure of matching financing with first lender financing and second lender financing, ultimately resulting in me putting no money out of pocket. You know, not exactly how Carlton Sheets taught it, but my version of it has worked pretty well, and it's not uncommon. A lot of people fund their deals by combining hard and private money with other private money. Okay, it's a very common thing. You just got to make sure it's like a live by the sword kind of deal, right? If things go south, you might have to dig in your own pockets or dig in your own equity to pay back that private investor. I would love to tell you that I've never lost money on a deal, but I'll also tell you if anybody is teaching you investing and says they've never, ever, ever lost money on a deal, don't do business with that person, okay? It'd be like a day trader saying, I've never lost money on a stock trade. The theory sounds awesome. The practice is either, either you haven't done enough of it or you're actually not that good at it, right? Because it's a trial and error thing. Same with real estate investing. I'm not promoting losing money. I hate losing money, okay? But in the event that you lose money, you've got to dig in your own pocket and get it, okay? And I've done it lots of times. My investors were never the wiser. They never found out that I took a bath in that deal because it's none of their concern. As long as their money and their interest rates getting paid, that's all they care about. That's all they need to care about right? I trade a lot of properties. So if I lose on one, I got four or five going on that month. It's not that big of a deal. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you, you have to look at this from a volume basis instead of a one-off basis. You can buy real estate with no money out of pocket. Okay. Nobody said it's not no money. It's just none of your money, right? Carlton Sheets, same thing, right? Generally speaking, there's money involved in every transaction. He's just saying you're using the subject to financing the seller's equity, if you will, the seller's note on that, or the bank's money ultimately is what you're using to finance that deal, no money down. It can, in fact, be done. It's all in deal structure, okay? And there's some great deal structure guys out there whose whole life is putting together larger scale deals that I even touch, huge commercial deals where they, you know, they're buying a $100 million apartment complex, and they're doing the exact same math as what I'm talking to you about right now. One guy's selling the first mortgage, a bunch of other private investors, maybe one large private investor is selling the secondary financing. It's the same thing, okay? It's basically deal arbitrage, and you will get good at it if you practice, you know, so let's wrap up with that. Once again, to get started, we would love to have you join the Foreclosure Deals Coach Insiders Group. If you're looking to get started in the real estate investing space, we have great discussions in there. We'll help you to get started. And if you're ready to get coaching, reach out, schedule a breakthrough call with yours truly. I will walk you through my fine, fun, fix and flip method that will help you to do your first or subsequent deals. The, the time is now, the place is here, and I'm honored to be your foreclosure deal coach helping you get through the early stages. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want 
more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach, hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.